We are so excited to present to you our Better Business Series. We've invited experts from all around the world to share their best stuff in pricing, strategy, social media, branding, and more. If you're ready to take that leap, grab your pen and paper and join us over the next month as we share tips, tools, and strategies to help you take your business to the next level. Hey, 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 it's Kimberly Smith Austin here, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Made to Inspire podcast. I am here today with the awesome and amazing co-host, Misty Kerrigan. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Misty, and today we are here with a special treat just for you. As you all know, we are well into our Better Business series. We've been teaching you tips on everything from mentoring, mastermind, social media marketing, pricing. And today we're going to continue the journey. We have one of my dear colleagues, friends, we call him Mr. Brom Shank, and he's going to talk about operating in the virtual world. Hello and welcome to the show, Brom. Hi, Kimberly. Thanks for having me on. I'm thrilled to be on board. We are so excited that you've joined us. I want you to know that we have a lot of great things in store for you today. Brom is an expert. And in fact, Misty, will you introduce Brom to our world or should we let Brom introduce himself? Um, I'm a fangirl. I don't know if Brom knows, but I love Brom. I got to see him speak and he is a phenomenal communicator. I couldn't believe how eloquently he spoke. Um, I'm not going to drop the age thing, but let's see, Brom's got a lot of years to impact this world, but he is centered himself uh, and he's getting ready to kind of launch out in the consulting world, the business world. And the one thing I love about Brom and anyone who's ever worked with him that I've talked to, they love his passion for their project. If Brom is working with you, he gets involved in you and what you're doing and help you launch your voice to the world. And he does it. Um, I don't know about you guys, but technology and me, we're okay. We're not friends, but we're, we're acquaintances. But Brom has this technology mind where he's able to help you get your message out there in so many different ways, technology-wise. You know, it's so really important, that. if I could, it's really important to position yourself at the epicenter of change. Um, it's You have to foster that momentum continuously in life and keep your brain busy. And with Toastmasters in particular, I find communication to be one of the most important skills in the world. It blows my mind that they don't have communication classes till you get to college. It should be in high school. Um, and so you brought up age is a really good point. Communication is one of the most important things. You could have the best ideas in the world, but if you don't know how to articulate them, then there's your dead end. There's your roadblock right away. That's a great opener, Brom. That brings me to the question of, we'd like to hear a little bit about your background and what caused you to really take charge in today's marketplace. Well, so a little bit about me. Um, I am and always have been a huge techie or more specifically a tech enthusiast. Um, that interest in tech has since blossomed into this side hustle as a tech analyst, uh, journalism, limited podcasting. Um, but I love tinkering with computers, both on the hardware and the software end. I dedicate 
a large portion of my day just to learning about new techniques, new workflows, new applications, programs that may help me work more efficiently. Um, and, and I have this idea of if, if I'm constantly expanding my horizons, my, my knowledge and understanding of what's possible produces this urge for me to problem solve. And so that's one of the key characteristics of an entrepreneur is problem solving. And if I train my brain to do that continuously, you get really good at it. It's really, it's really a skill that you have to sharpen. And so I believe that, you know, by coupling my knowledge and passion for technology with my creative interests at that intersection, along with marketing and, and graphic design, um, it led me to, to begin my own business during the quarantine. I started my own startup. It's called uh, Karma Consulting. I've dubbed it that. Papers are all pending, um, but that's what sort of led me led me to the water there. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a premier marketing consultancy, and and we're really thrilled about the work we're doing for our clients currently, and we're looking to expand in the future. Now, what are some of the things that you're doing at Carbon Consulting? Uh, chiefly, uh, digital content creation, social media management. We do a lot of SEO. We work with uh, content management systems, CMS systems. Um, lots of different things like that. But what's really important is, and Misty alluded to this, is I like to get to the bottom of what makes each client special. What is their competitive advantage? What are they doing differently that sets them apart? And you really have to, the, the big part of my process is really just to drop in on meetings and read the business plan. And it's, it's just a very natural and intuitive place to start because you really get a sense of the DNA of the business. And once you have that understanding, it's very easy to promote, you know, maybe you're uh, a plumber and, you know, when you go out to give someone a, a, a quote, here's something you do differently. Maybe you email them the quote versus waiting to send it in the mail, something like that. That's really quick. That's really convenient. You're obtaining all those documents just hours after the person that showed up to your house to, to see what the problem is. Different things like that set you apart. Maybe it's something that this one person does, this one plumber, and that's marketable. You know, have your quote in seconds versus, you know, days. <laughs> I like that. Where do you find uh, maybe business or entrepreneurs? Where are we making our biggest mistakes as you dive into kind of people's DNA and see what we're doing on uh, marketing online or through our social medias, some, some mistakes that you might see patterns in? I think that's an excellent question because yeah, I would have to say the one of the key mistakes that seasoned entrepreneurs make is two things. Number one would be not placing enough emphasis on time management. Um, and num number two would be losing sight of their original founding values or principles in the long run. Um, I, always, I always tell people I'd rather do a few things well than do a myriad of things very poorly. Um, and, and we've heard that rhetoric of don't overcommit, don't overcommit all too often. But it's, it's, I think it's more than that. I think you have to set certain standards for yourself and the content that you'd be proud to produce, that work that you'd be pleased to hand over to your boss. Or, you, you know, you have to set a bar for yourself. You have to set the bar reasonably high, never compromise, and, and never choose a route um, just because it's quicker. Never choose a route just because it's quicker, because it has to be cost-effective and time-efficient. 
cost-effective and time efficient are my two most important things. And it's always worth it to spend more time on something cohesive versus less time on something half-baked. And interestingly enough, I learned that lesson the very hard way um, back when I was 16 years old. Uh, we were we were working on uh, an application for the iPhone. It was going to be a news application, and you'd be able to subscribe to certain channels. This one was chiefly for tech news, and we we had a group of guys we were working in. I had conceptualized, developed a, a new, a new, a whole new way to navigate an app. It had a central button, and you could press and hold on that button, and then controls would fly out, and you could flick to them. So it was a one-handed way of browsing the news. It was built for your commute. You know, you're on the bus, you're on the subway, whatever. One-handed way of of browsing the news. Very thumb-friendly, very intuitive because it kind of resembled the home button on an iPhone. Um, And and in our test, people loved it. Well, there were some things on the the dev end that we had to tie up. Some, Some bugs in the application, things that weren't working properly. And... We, we kept having to delay the app, but we had a set date of when it would be okay to launch. And we knew what we needed to do to fix the problems. And unfortunately, the red button to publish was left in the wrong hands and it was published too early. Mm. And so it shipped, this program shipped with some of these, these bugs that we were aware of uh, built in. And, you know, and ultimately uh, the, it didn't prevail. It didn't, it didn't become what we wanted, wanted it to be. And yet, less than a year later, Amazon adopted the same interface mm-hmm. for Amazon Music. So I call that my multi-million dollar mistake. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and it's learning that age at 16, I mean, incredibly valuable. You learn from failure. It's a great point because I think failure is the stepping stone to success. There is no successful entrepreneur out here in the world that has come to success without first stepping on to failure. Having gone through that journey, that's so important. You know, Brom, one of the things I think about right now, we are in the middle of COVID still a year later, and we're still dealing with COVID. And what I have seen as a result of COVID, the entire marketplace, the world has shifted how we do life, not just business, but how we do everything. And that includes everyone shifting to online to the virtual platform. I know you recently did a presentation for Toastmasters talking about that virtual space. And I want to talk about that a little bit. I'll tell you, back in 2001, I started my first role as a professor with the University of Phoenix teaching online for business classes for undergraduate and graduate. Now, I remember the day... (laughs) 2001. And I remember when it first happened because I was clueless. I was afraid and I didn't have belief that it could work in the marketplace. You're telling me I'm going to teach students how to be business students online. It's 2001. No, but here we are fast forward 20 years later and COVID has shifted everyone into the online virtual world. Now, as a professional that you are teaching things from online and did building things digitally, Can you tell us a little bit about where you see the world going as a result of the shift into a totally online virtual platform? Well, Kimberly, I think you hit it right on the mark. I think it's, it's a paradigm shift that we're witnessing right now. You have, you know, something 
this 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 virtual sphere that we've been thrust into because of the, the the ongoing pandemic, you have individuals, many of them on the on the older end of the spectrum, that would have never dabbled with this technology. They would have never tried it for the first time had had COVID not happened. You know, professors are being college professors are being forced to to teach classes online, like you'd mentioned. Um, lots of meetings, Toastmasters meetings have gone virtual, you know, me and you know about that. And so it's, it's very interesting. And the way that I, I explain to people, because I've been asked this question before is, you know, there's barriers to entry with anything, but the barrier to entry for virtual meetings was simply that it was something new and therefore it's something intimidating. Other than that, there aren't really any barriers. In fact, that doesn't seem like much of a barrier to me. It's just a, a, a small little you know, orange cone in the way that you kind of sleep out of the way. And it just doesn't really seem like a barrier once you take a closer look at put under a magnifying glass. But it's interesting because when you go virtual, there's unparalleled levels of convenience. It's, it's more cost effective. There's no gas money there and back. Um, it's, it's, and it's more convenient in that it's more time efficient. You can schedule meetings back to back, but then that bleeds into the whole work-life balance. You know, are we expected to always be on our phones, always on our computer? And so we have to make really careful decisions about our, our, our digital health. Um, and, and we've seen that be quite a prevalent issue moving forward. Um, but Bro, there's unparalleled level. Digital health? I've never heard that. And I think that that's brilliant. They th- they call it digital wellness in the industry, but I, I think it's digital health because it's something you have to keep track of. It's something you have to monitor. And, and there's things like, for example, there's things built into the iPhone. They call it screen time. And it yep. shows you, at, you can have it program at the end of the week, how much time you spent, how, how much was on social media, how much was productivity, how much was reading and writing. And yep. so it's, it's really, you, your, your mental state bleeds right into your physical state because the content that you're consuming all day long and what you're doing, how you're occupying your brain, you're either building it up or destroying it. And when it comes to things like social media, I, I absolutely love doing it for my clients, but on my personal end, I, 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 I don't look forward to it. <laughs> Here? No. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's, it can be, it kind of feels brain numbing in a way, doesn't it? And we've, we've heard terms like, like doom scrolling and things like that, but that's important about what I do is I want to put content out there. That's positive, that radiates positive energy and that people enjoy. I want people to look at a message that I put out there about a company, a product, a service, and intuitively already understand what it means and feel positive, that positive energy for having viewed whatever this is. And, and I, I put a lot of, care and and love and passion into what I do. And it's my hope that that's that positive energy is transmitted there and that we put it a positive dent in the universe. I think you do it so well. I was stalking you on your Instagram and the colors are, I say inspiring. I love the pictures. And then you almost see a life, but um, like I got, there's your mom and there's your birthday, but then here's something really cool. Just a really good picture of uh, the environment or something really nice. So mm-hmm. as you're kind of flowing through your Instagram, it's, um, it's evoking feelings. 
Would you uh, say you did that purposely or are you just having no. to put together an amazing uh, I, Instagram of the moments in life and then some really just beautiful stuff with it and the colors? Yeah. If you notice on my Instagram, I, I don't apply a lot of the things that I learned in school as far as marketing, so social media marketing, because I'm not looking for numbers. I'm not looking for followers. I'm not looking for sales. It's just putting me on paper and not on paper, but it, putting me in the digital world, the digital sphere, I guess you could say, so to speak. But by, I think by bringing this level of transparency, I'm inadvertently authentic in a way. And I think that's really important. That's why people have separate accounts, business and personal. Correct. Correct. And, and you made a great point about being authentic. And that is so important in today's marketplace, especially in a virtual digital space. And I want to go back a little bit about more about this whole vi virtual concept. As we shift again to virtual and online, I want to speak to those business owners that may be currently still operating in a brick and mortar. Because what they're saying is it's no longer brick and mortar, it's click and order. We have to wow. be ready and prepared to hit that marketplace in that way. What that play on words is, is a good way of visualizing it. Yeah, it is. And when you think about it, we have to be prepared to deal with it. Online allows us to reach the world. We're no longer limited by that market that lives 100 miles, 25 miles around us. We can now touch the world. And when you think about no longer brick and order, click and order, Amazon, that's how they grew so quickly because they touched the world. And I want to talk to the business owners who are out here struggling, trying to find their way from the brick and mortar to determine if click and order is for them. Would you say click and order is for the everyday entrepreneur, regardless of what industry, what marketplace, what product you serve? What are your thoughts on that, Brom? Well, I think when people come to me, the, the two key questions that I, I get asked are, uh, which social media platform is most crucial? Um, and how do, I, how do I stay up to date on the latest marketing knowledge, the trends, things like that? I think this answers that question. Um, so I, I would say all social media platforms are important. It's important to get in the digital space regardless. Get on social media, start posting, whatever it is, just get familiar with it. Reserve that username. So click and order. I think it's, it's important to any business, whether you're brick or mortar or not. It's you have to have uh, a, a footprint in the digital space. So I would say get started on social media, but it's important to look at on the topic of click and order. Each platform has its strength and its strengths and its weaknesses. So you have to you have to make informed decisions when it comes to which platform you choose to dedicate most of your time to. So so you know maybe it's a flower shop, and you can easily integrate things like click to order on Facebook and Instagram, but not so strongly on Twitter. Twitter, you might have to direct them to a separate URL, a click funnel, whatever you have in place. So it's important to get your foot in the door and then really play around with the tools. Take, take advantage of these resources that are at your disposal and say, where should I be dedicating most of my time? If it's a click and order business, that answer is definitely Facebook and Instagram. And recently, uh, just about two months ago, uh, at, the, at the beginning of the year, Instagram actually introduced a dedicated shopping tab. It's yeah. become such a, a vast digital marketplace that they've replaced the likes and follows tab 
with a, yes. with a, a digital purchases tab, a shopping tab. So it's something to think about. And, and people who have been in this industry for the length of time that I have saw that coming. They knew that that button was going to change at some point. They That's knew right. that the shopping section of Instagram was coming, a dedicated shopping section. And so when people say, you know, how do you keep up on the trends and how do you know which way the market's going to turn? Read, read, read. Reading is very important. Blogs, reviews, research papers, uh, follow the results of key studies, statistics that those studies provide. Um, you're going to want to follow the data. Okay. But following the data is one thing you have to be able to predict market shifts based on the data that you've seen. And that is another skill that you really have to sharpen. It's a skill. It's not innate. So I, I like to look at a company or things that I've heard about it and say, where do I see this company going in five years or this market? This, let's just say the market, where do I see this market going in five years or even a year from now? And I have a journal and I write that down in the journal. I write where I think this product or service is going to go a year from now. And I put that prediction in a journal and I see if it materializes in the long term. And it's, this, is, this is a really simple, risk-free way to train your brain to anticipate things that you may have never expected. It really sets your brain to that momentum of the marketing mind. Yes. You know, I knew 20 years ago that the world would become virtual. The world would operate online. Now, I didn't know at this degree or when it would happen. I just knew it was coming because 20 years ago, I started as an online professor which at the time I thought was insane. But now look, right now, universities around the world are still closed, but yet students are still learning. There's so much going on. So I, I say in the marketplace where we can't think about if they're going to go online, the question is when. And realistically, the answer needs to be now. Going online well, now. When you think about it too, the, this, this paradigm shift that we're seeing where many of the, the things that we do every day have gone virtual. In doing so, we've, we've made education more accessible. We've made communication resources like Toastmasters more accessible. I know in our club, we have uh, people from all over the state of California that actually come to our club. Um, I have uh, one of my clients, he's a life coach. Uh, I believe you've had him on the show before, John Grant. Oh, yes. And, and he, yeah, he's gone virtual with his clients. So he's actually coaching people from all around the world. He's got people in India. He's mm -hmm. helping them live a healthier, better, a better lifestyle, abundant vitality, the things he talks about. He's making a positive dent in the world, quite literally in the world. He's, he's coaching people from all around the world. So that's really exciting. And that's a, a, a far reaching uh, consequence of this pandemic and the, the, the trend towards everything going virtual. Yeah. You know, so many people are looking forward to going back to normal. That's what I hear all the time. When, when things go back to normal, yeah. but truth be told, I think the virtual online platform will never go back to normal. If you will, this is real. This is growth. This is opportunity. See, I believe that there is no limit in this space. No limit. I've been coaching like you're uh, like John, online across the world for years because I adapted that platform earlier. And, and I'm so excited that we're here today because we're doing this virtually. <laughs> we're putting all these things into play that we speak about. 
And even, Brom, one of the points you talked about, education being more accessible, uh, communication. What about employment? For those of you that are in the workspace, in the workplace, your companies are now allowing you to work from home and do the job. That's really big because companies are realizing that the productivity can be done at home and they can reduce their overall expenses as an organization. I don't need to release this $60 million building anymore. I can have mm -hmm. my workers, my army at home doing the work and getting things done. You know, well, think about it. My business was born in the midst of the pandemic and, you know, we're really hitting the ground running almost zero startup costs <laughs> just, just to, just to, to get out there and start getting clients on board and, and really, again, like I say, I keep saying it, building that momentum, just it's incredible, not only for existing business owners, but entrepreneurs, new entrepreneurs, you can come onto the scene and within a few hours, really, really put your message out there, start building up your business. And not only do we have not have, not only do we have more time now than ever to do that since we're in quarantine, um, it's the, the startup costs are minimal. And given that everybody is, has acclimated to this virtual way of doing things, um, it's, it's really easy to collaborate. Uh, we mm -hmm. talk about, I talked about in my presentation, just the ease of sharing materials, you know, something as simple as, and we keep going back to the Toastmasters meeting, um, Kimberly, do you remember when we had to print out agendas and lay mm -hmm. them on each chair before we went to the meeting, <laughs> you print out a meeting agenda and you'd be scrambling, you know, with 15 minutes to get to, to get there, to get to the building and your printer's broken and that you need to replace <laughs> the ink. And, you know, yes. you're having this whole mental breakdown. Yes. The struggle now, was real. <laughs> the struggle was real. And now you have something where I can simply mirror the agenda uh, mm -hmm. to a Zoom meeting, share it out. I have to print multiple copies and people can take a look. Take there are certain things you don't it. have to worry about. Yeah, save it. There's, yes. there's very intuitive ways to collaborate. I can hop on a, a Zoom meeting and work on a Google Doc, you know, with multiple people at once. That's, that to me is, is magic. And that really captures the, the, the time for me. Oh my God, Remy, you have me cracking up about, I've, I've had many worries before my printed agendas before showing up to a <laughs> Toastmasters and being embarrassed or being, I don't want to be ridiculed guys. <laughs> I so think it's you... important. Well, if I may, I, I think it's really important what Kimberly said about, we're not necessarily going to go back to the old normal. <laughs> it's going to be the new normal. It's going to be this, this hybrid world where we see where virtual tools might be might have their place. They might be more convenient. They might may be more cost-effective, time-efficient. Mm -hmm. um, people are being forced to learn these tools and they're realizing, wow, this makes so many things that I do every day so much more efficient. Um, yes. You know, and we talk about people like, like me and Kimberly and, and, and Misty too. We're both, we're all very busy people. So the more we can schedule things back to back and have the computer be our base station, you know, I've seen, I've seen Kimberly stop mid run and take a meeting on her phone. You know, that's, that's so like, you know, future. Oh my God. You know, but it's so true. You feel like you're living in the future because you can, you can fit in productivity wherever you are. There's no excuse. It's, and that's really exciting. But again, work-life balance, that's something we have to think really hard about going forward. 
that's going to be a whole other market. You want to start a new company on helping people with work-life balance and their yeah. digital health. If anyone's out there listening, wanting an entrepreneur idea, that is going to be huge. I'm already teaching some of that in the mental health world because we moved everything virtual in some of our programs and we're used to sitting at kitchen tables with people. And now we're helping kids and parents virtually, but it's taking a toll. So I think that's a whole other a podcast, whole other industry to be able to help. Yeah, people. that's and that's Rob, you said it right. Really tremendous. People don't know when to, to shut off. Like I feel guilty. I'm working from home. I need to work more, but then now it's draining me more. Where I need to just shut down and be at home and not be worried about uh, working. Definitely, you know. I, that- I actually I did a whole th- this thing. This Apple Watch here is interesting because, and I did a whole write up a whole blog on this and, and long story short, my review of this product was this product is special to me because it buys back time for me. Mm. It makes it, it, it quite literally buys back time. And it's ironic because it's a watch, (laughs) but through its quick interactions, I find myself spending less time on my phone, but I'm still just as productive. So in that way, for me, it buys back time, but also I now have no excuse to miss a phone call or a text or an email. And, and, and so how do you, how do you really separate that work-life balance? You know, I, I have to think carefully about uh, when I turn on do not disturb, what, what notifications I let roll in and what others that I maybe mute. And, you know, do I have to step away from the dinner table and take a phone call every time, or do I wait to finish eating dinner with my family and, you know, things like that, you have to think really hard about that because we're more connected than ever. I can leave my phone at home, go on a hike, and without even thinking about it, the cellular activates on my watch. So again, no excuse for missing a call. <laughs> so you, you have to think hard about that stuff. So we have a favorite question here on the podcast. Um, and we like to know, like, I call them like a Brahmisms, maybe. So what are some three tips that you could get our users uh, for this mark, this virtual marketplace? Well, my top three recommendations would be, I'm going to outline them out. I'm going to say, so number one would be make sure your marketing content is three things, organic, valuable, and original. And I really like Kimberly does this. This is a very good example. Kimberly, you take a look at her Instagram, right? She's a fitness coach. She has the weights under her bed. There's no excuse not to wake up and work out in the morning. <laughs> and, you know, she documents this at, as a way to motivate herself. And you see her doing it. She's practicing what she's preaching. So organic, valuable, and original. That's how you want to keep your digital content, your marketing content online. The second thing is know your audience. You should be able to anticipate what your target audience is looking for today, tomorrow, and a year from now. Keep that in your mind. And number three would be build momentum. Build momentum on social media by responding to current and prospective customers every day. Don't let people forget about you or your message. Um, and make sure they know what sets you apart from the rest. What's your competitive advantage? That's the first questions I, I ask people. What sets you apart? That's good. 
And I think those are key things when people are looking to go to the virtual platform. Because truth be told is if you're currently in a, a business, again, brick and mortar, or maybe you're dibbling, dabbling, it's really time to think about who can I touch by being organic? Who can I touch by really sharing my story online? Because those things that the people who love you in that face-to-face -face brick and mortar environment, they're going to love you online. It's just you Absolutely. taking that first step and saying, I'm going for it. So again, if you're not online building your business, I want to recommend that you do so because you're going to change the way you operate. It's going to give you an opportunity to increase your revenues, increase your awareness, your presence in the marketplace, and bring more joy to your life. Truth be told, it will take a little bit more energy and time because now you've got a side-by-side -side strategy that you have to put in place. But would you all agree it's worth it? Definitely. I always, and it's funny, this is very important. Uh, and I tell people, you know, social media networks, there's a new one popping up every day and people, people scramble entrepreneurs kind of, you know, it's all about time management. Where do I dedicate the most time? And they kind of scramble and they're like, well, I got to make sure that the same post goes out every day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And it's like, it's not, you have to diversify your, your portfolio because if people see the same content over and over again, they're going to unfollow. That's the first thing they're going to do. Um, and so it's really important that if a new social media network pops up, a lot of people did this with TikTok. Get your foot in the door, reserve your username. You don't need to start posting right away, but get your foot in the door. Mm -hmm. And then you can kind of pivot and figure out what kind of content you want to put out there. Get a sense of what the platform is all about before you start posting. I remember when Instagram first dropped, we saw a lot of, uh, a lot of people just posting links in the caption, but Instagram doesn't respect hyperlinks. So there's no, there's, nobody's going to want to sit there and type out 125 characters <laughs> of, of, for a link. And if it's not a hyperlink, they can't just click on it and visit the site. The link's useless. So why post it in the first place? Put it in the bio where it's more accessible. So these are certain things. Play with it before you start throwing content out there. I love it. I have a question. What are the top three applications, non-social media, non-social media that allow you to show up virtually? Like I know you're an app guy. You use a lot of things. What are those three tools that you use? Because I want to give them tools so now they can shift and get show up online. What are they? My top three tools. Well, it's it's interesting because there's more than three that I would that I would say are most important. But let's say okay, so person to keep to keep my personal workflow on track. It is this is very boring. Calendar notes and the messages app on the iPhone. I'm looking okay. at you, my green bubble friends, you guys make things more difficult because now I can't send you guys documents. Um, on the more business enterprise, I like that word, enterprise-y end of things. Uh, my favorite platforms would include uh, some CMS systems like Dropbox, uh, Google Drive. And a lot of people do this, but then they don't take the extra step to organize. A lot of clients hire me on and the first order of business is go in and organize my Dropbox. Yeah, You would not believe the amount of inquiries I get for, please help me organize. And that's, yeah. what, that's, that's an important question. That kind of draws back to what we were talking about is what's one of the biggest mistakes for entrepreneurs. Index your stuff. Index your most important information. 
keep track of things. They or- organize your information. It's that it, you, it's really hard to hit the ground running if you're not organized. So CMS systems like Dropbox for business, I use communication platforms like Slack and Telegram. Telegram is a very important uh, platform that I use because um, I can, it, it, it respects virtually every file type. Um, it's encrypted. So if we're discussing passwords or anything like that, nobody can drop in and see what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but it respects multiple file types. So I can send you a compressed file. I can send you a PDF. I can send you a TTF file, which you might not know as a font file. Mm-hmm. Uh, so different things like that. It respects different file types. Um, I use Instagram for all things visual media. And people are very visual. So Instagram is one of my favorite ones. And it's very easy to promote uh, posts through Instagram too. It, very intuitive. Probably the most intuitive way to, to promote content, paid content. Um, and then I use some pretty robust email marketing systems like MailChimp or um, the more versatile but less user-friendly constant content. <laughs> Those are some of my favorites. Awesome. Love it. So there's tools right there that you can use to begin the transition. And I say transition because truth be told, a lot of them you're probably already using. Now, I want you to think about how you can take those tools and start making the shift. If you're not online, how you can start shifting online. There are a lot of cloud-based applications that allow us to not only work together, collaborate in working, but also put that information out into the world. So that's such good content, Brahm. I'm so excited that you've shared that with us. I want to add to that, though, is um, or stay in your damn zone of genius and hire a Brahm. (laughs) <laughs> that's Someone that's important come in and do all the things all the things so that you could stay where you thrive the most i know yes, that's on our agenda here it, to talk about that yeah <laughs> if you can't afford it i get it but what if you can how how do we find you brom how do we find brom so that we can do what we love to do but our company grows our message grows our expansion grows well, I, I'm going to say start off with this is my, my DMs, my direct messages are always open. So you can find me on Twitter at Bromshank. That's B-R-A-H-M-S-H-A-N-K. It's at Bromshank, my name, very easy. Um, I'm on Instagram at the official Brahmi. That's my nickname. That's the official Brahmi, B-R-A-H-M-Y, all one word. And then furthermore, I have my business email, which is Carbon Consulting Official at gmail.com and you can reach me there and, and we can we can get started, set up our first meeting. Um, one of the things I, I noticed that you have on the agenda here uh, is it, you ask what inspires me to do what I do. And if I may, I can get into that right now because that bleeds right into what we're talking about. I, I believe that the reason why I, I've always been so inspired by marketing is because I enjoy expressing ideas in creative and unique ways. It's, it's incredibly satisfying when you see that aha moment take place when someone sees your content and they can intuitively understand what you're trying to communicate because you've, you've formatted or presented it in such a way that transcends anything else they've ever seen. I, I gain satisfaction by helping others achieve their goals so in the case of marketing consultancy, in the case of that business, I enjoy helping entrepreneurs 
take their business to the next level. I free up time in their day for them to focus on what made their business special in the first place. I take all the marketing busy work out of the picture and leverage my creative side to, to effectively promote their business. So the business owner themselves can stay on track. And in a lot of ways, people say, you know, what's your elevator pitch? Elevator pitch. Elevator pitch is I'm your own personal driver and I'm driving you around town, getting you to your next meeting, wherever you need to be. I'm positioning you, like I said, right at the epicenter of change, pointing you in the right direction. So you have the right momentum moving forward to grow your business. And while I do that, you can sit in the backseat on your laptop and get your work done. <laughs> and we can, maybe we can long-term, if this is your goal, maybe I'm tinkering on that car and I'm getting it, I'm getting it working to be a self-driving car one day. Maybe I'm formatting everything so that one day you can sit in the back to your work and not even need me. And you have a system where you just push buttons and it, and it, it, automatically takes you wherever you want to go. Maybe ultimately your goal is to have a business that drives itself on the marketing end. So again, you can focus on what's most important, your DNA, what makes your business competitive. And, and I've, I've really found that I enjoy not only helping others, but showing them something they may have never even known existed. When I when, And that bleeds into my tech in tech enthusiast DNA is when I show someone a product and I show them a feature that they may have not known about and they go, Oh my God, that's totally simplified something for me. I can do this so much quicker than I could before, or so much easier than I could before that to me, there's nothing more heartwarming than that, than, than opening a new window, a new door for somebody and them going, wow, this really changes the whole workflow for me that I feed off of those moments. That's so exciting. And, you know, I think that that resonates and that shows in everything that you do, you know, being the professional, the enthusiast that you are with technology. I love connecting with you on a regular basis. Love seeing, you know, your creativity, your ingenuity go to work. And so we are so excited that you joined us here. Brahm, I know this is not going to be the last time you'll be here on our show. But we've enjoyed you so much. Please know that we will be including all of Brahm's personal information in our show notes. You'll be able to contact him direct and get plugged in to the man, to the official Brahmi. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, Brahm, we want to thank you for joining us on our show today. Thank you so much for having me on board, guys. It's really, it's really been a blast. And like, like you said, I hope. I can be on again in the future. Oh, my hand for. hurts from writing. Thank you so much. I have like six <laughs> pages of notes. It might be a little longer than our one-page notes that we're used to giving out, but you gave us so much good information that I know is going to help a lot of businesses and our new entrepreneurs. Thank you so much, Misty. That really means a lot. Thank you for your, for your kind words. I really appreciate it. Well, folks, there you have it. We are here to let you know that there is something out there waiting for you. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. 
Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter N, Spire You. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.